Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and I'm delighted to be with you this morning. Let's begin our time together with a prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Please pour out upon us the the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our gospel reading this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, the 21st chapter, verses 33 through 46. Jesus said, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people that produce the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken into pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parable, they realized he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. This is... um. A very important parable that we find actually in all three Gospels. And whenever we hear a story that is in all three of the Gospels, we have to perk our ears up to recognize that it's got some extremely important value to us, more than we probably can ever fathom in one go around through it. Very important things to be told to us. And so this is an interesting topic about the tenants because. We have the other parables that are repeated in the Gospels. One is the sower of the seed. And um, the the 
wearables actually are quite popular and, and talked about um, frequently. But this one of the three that is in all three of the Gospels, it's barely ever mentioned. And I want to propose that maybe one of the reasons that it's not talked about as frequently as uh, the other, the other two, the other two um, uh, parables is because it's a really hard parable to hear, and it's a really hard parable to understand. So let's just think for a minute about when this is being told. This story is in the group that we've been listening to over the last couple of Sundays, and it's just as Jesus is heading into Jerusalem for the last time to be crucified. So we know that this is the heated confrontation, and I'd like to pull that in first thing into this parable to say, so it's been three years of Jesus doing everything he can to help people understand how much God loves them and how much God wants them to turn to God and to obey God's commands, to trust that God is providing everything they need and that they need to learn to love one another as they love themselves and to care for each other and answer these commandments of God to be generous with God's provisions. This is what Jesus has been saying all along, and he's not the only one. There's been plenty of prophets that have said this before him, and that's what this this parable is really about. This parable is out and out about rejection. Now, one of the unique things about this story of rejection that Jesus is telling at this point in time is that he uses very specific details about the landowner carefully building the vineyard for the tenants before he turns them over to it. And the reason that this is so detailed is because, in fact, what Jesus is doing is he's alluding to a time when the great prophet Isaiah told a parable about vineyards, very much like this one. And again, Isaiah was warning the people of those times, way back in the Old Testament, he was warning them, but because they weren't listening to God and they were they were rejecting God's commands and not doing as they were called to do, that they were going to be they were going to be torn apart. And that was when the Babylonians came in and took the Israelites and wiped them out and took them away to foreign lands. A very sad story. And it was Isaiah who was saying, if you don't come back and listen to God, and if you don't trust in God and follow God's ways, you're going to get destroyed. And they didn't listen, and that's what happened at that point. So I wanted to read to you this little piece from uh, the song of the unfruitful vineyard in chapter 5 of Isaiah, just so you could see how really, really, really tight this this parable that Jesus tells now to the religious leaders, um, how really tight it is with the prophet Isaiah. So this is what it says in Isaiah, the song of the unfruitful vineyard. I will sing for my beloved, my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill, dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built watchtowers in the midst of it and hewn out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded rotten grapes. 
And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem, the people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? When I expected it to yield grapes, grapes, why did it yield rotten grapes? The haunting question there is, what more could I have done for my vineyard than I had done? This is a point that I want to step off on now for us to reflect on what in our day could Jesus be saying to us about how we live and what we're doing and are we willing to hear it? In the end of the parable, when Jesus points out that this is exactly about the religious leaders who are not producing the fruit of the kingdom and that they will be rejected, at the end of the parable, they're so angry, they can't hear a word he's saying. All they can think about is how they want to have him arrested and destroyed. So when I'm talking to you today, I might be telling you something that might not feel really great that you don't want to hear from me, that I don't even want to hear sometimes. I think Jesus is giving us the story that says, listen, God has given you everything in your life, no matter what your life looks like. You have everything you need to have a life of richness and fullness at this time, including your ability to be generous and give to others so that you have had prepared for you in your life everything that you need. And your call is to trust in God, great provider, to sustain you. And out of that, with peace and trust in your heart, to give to others. Because the way that the provision comes is by us trusting in what God gives us in our time so that we can feel strong enough and brave enough and generous enough to give away whatever it is that we're able to bring forward in our own lives. And if you think about it, that's one of the most difficult situations we're in in our world today. We're more afraid of scarcity than abundance. So we live trying to protect ourselves and fighting against each other and being unwilling to give and unwilling to hear the warnings that keep saying, love one another, take care of the earth, take care of each other, trust that there's enough provision for everyone and work together for the good of all. We don't want to hear that. We're afraid and we think we can handle things all on our own. The key to this story is Jesus saying, Everything was provided. The, the vineyard was provided. The vat was provided. The, the, the walls for protection were provided. Everything they needed was provided. And that's the same for us today. We don't want to believe it because we see all of these things that are going on in our world that are so difficult and challenging. So I'm not saying it isn't reasonable for us to be afraid, but the point being is there is a, a reverse appreciation that we can have that brings us from fear in our life to fear as an awe for God and God's great goodness. The point is, is that if we can look and practice in our lives, looking for all the good that God brings to us daily, if we can see how we're provided for, and we can look with awe at the generosity and love of God that's truly there, the power and the grace um, that comes in the smallest, simplest ways. If we can look at that and see it, we can begin day by day to trust more 
to be able to help each other through these difficult times. But as long as we're afraid and we don't trust in God, we can't possibly produce and give away the fruit that's necessary for all of us to be well, including the earth. So I'm not sure how much what I'm saying today um, impacts you, but I want to ask you this. Is it possible that there might be a corner of your heart where you are afraid to trust God, where you're not really able to see the awesome power of God? You've, you've, you've shut it off because of all the difficult things in the world, and you're trying to manage things on your own. Is there anywhere where you might settle back in and look around at what's been provided for you and trust that God is giving you everything you need so that you can maybe calm down a little bit and give care to yourself, to others, and to creation, just maybe even a little bit more than you did yesterday? This morning, I have picked a song about looking at the the wonder of our loving God. I want you to so settle into that song and talk about this parable and about Jesus saying, look around, see what's provided for you. Trust that you're called to produce fruit of goodness and mercy and compassion because of the goodness and mercy and compassion that's being given to you. Think about this song of awe. And from a position of awe, see if you can come to trust and love the Lord a little more and find a little more joy in your life. Amen. Majestic and mighty, calm the violent sea. Just the sound of your voice, it makes the demons flee. All it takes is a whisper, and death gives way to life. Your voice shakes the earth, yet it calms a fearful child. Stand in awe and wonder of you. I stand in awe and wonder. I stand in awe and wonder of you. Like fire, mercy shining through My one desire is to keep my gaze on you Your eyes of compassion draw me into your arms I stand amazed how beautiful you
you all.